0: Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 250, and this is God's Big Story.
1: It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story.
0: So good afternoon everyone, welcome back, and here we are, 250 days into our journey. Just 10 more podcasts to go.
2: Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Mm.
0: So yep Marvin, there are just three more points up for grabs, and as things stand, you're one point up, it's 1918 to you.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dave, that's got to put some pressure on those human shoulders of yours, huh? I mean, if I win today, I can't lose this thing.
0: Yes, I am aware, Marvin. Okay, are you ready to do this? Oh, I sure am. Jingle, please.
2: What do you remember? And what do you know? Let's find out because it's Friday, the Friday Quiz Show. It's a Friday for show. Hi you guys. Hi Gary.
0: Yeah, good to see you, Gary. So how are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm doing good, Dave. Yeah, I just came from band practice. After our first gig yesterday, we're hoping Professor and the Wolfpack might hit the big time.
0: Okay, well yeah, I guess we're lucky to have you all before you get super famous.
2: Yeah, for sure, Dave. But don't worry, we won't forget you guys.
0: Okay. Well, thanks, Gary. And you know, if you are, I think we are ready for the quiz.
2: Oh, sure thing, Dave. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Question one from this week. We heard how an angel appeared to a Roman commander and told him to send for Peter. But what was the Roman commander's name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that guy.
0: Yeah, me too, Marvin.
2: Okay. Question two. When the people of God split into two nations, how many tribes made up the northern kingdom of Israel, and how many tribes made up the southern kingdom of Judah? Oh, easy-peasy, that one. You get that, Dave?
1: <laughs> yep, I got it.
2: Okay, here it comes. Question 3. A man named Louis Wainay produced the largest Bible in the world. He spent 8,700 hours printing it on a press that he developed himself. In inches, how tall is that Bible?
1: Oh, wow. Okay, well, 12 inches in a foot, so... Okay, okay, yeah, I have my guess.
2: Yep, me too. Okay, so let's see how you did. Question one. What was the Roman commander's name?
1: Oh, his name was Cornelius. Yep, that's what I had.
2: That's right. Question two. How many tribes in each of the two kingdoms?
1: Oh, there were ten up north in Israel
2: and two down south in Judah.
0: Yep, I got that too. So, well, it looks like it's all coming down to that great big Bible.
2: That's right. Here we go. How tall is the biggest Bible in the world?
1: Okay, well, it's got to be massive. So, well, I went for eight feet tall, Dave, 96 inches. Okay,
2: well,
0: no, I didn't go that big. I didn't think it would be bigger than me. So, well, I went for five feet tall, 60 inches.
2: Well... I'm afraid you both went too big. It's only 43 inches tall. Dave wins this week, and it's 19 points all.
0: Ooh, this one's going down to the wire, Marvin. Hey, thanks, Gary.
2: No problem, guys. I'll see you both next Friday. Yeah, bye, Gary.
0: Okay, Marvin, time for us to get to our reading. Now, yesterday we were hearing how Paul and Barnabas were on a mission traveling from place to place preaching the gospel.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Paul was almost killed.
0: Yep, that's right. So Paul and Barnabas, they travelled on, and then they turned and went back to all those places where they'd preached to visit the believers in those cities and spend some more time teaching and encouraging them.
1: Oh, wow. I mean,
0: even the places
1: they'd been attacked?
0: Yep, all of those places. And so eventually they make it back to the church in Antioch where they had started off that great big journey. Okay. Now, we're going to skip past Acts chapter 15, and that chapter talks about, well, how the church had to decide whether Gentiles who became believers should be circumcised, whether that was still going to be a mark of God's people. And so Paul and Barnabas, they traveled down to Jerusalem to help figure that out with the apostles there and the other believers. And so Peter and Paul and Barnabas, they tell all the others about everything that God had been doing among the Gentiles, and they all decide that, no, Gentile believers did not need to be circumcised.
1: Okay, yeah, lucky for you, Dave, huh?
0: (laughs) Yep, for sure. Now, after that, Paul and Barnabas, well, I'm afraid they kind of fall out. They have a disagreement, which is a shame, but Barnabas and Mark, they head out on another journey, and Paul and Silas, they do too, to tell all the new churches about what has been decided and to preach the gospel in new places as well. And then one night, Paul has a vision where a man from a place called Macedonia begged him to come and help them. And so, of course, Paul and Silas set off in that direction. Okay. So, they make it to a city called Philippi, they're preaching the gospel as always, the church is growing as always, and that's where we're going to jump back into the story.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, gosh, Paul sure
0: covered a lot of ground, huh, Dave? He did, Marvin. In fact, if you add up all his missionary journeys, Paul travelled more than 10,000 miles.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, that is a long way. Okay, well, Dave, who's reading for us today?
3: Today, it's our friend Johnny. Oh, hi, Johnny! Hi there. Today's reading comes from Acts sixteen sixteen to 34 One day we were going to the place of prayer, on the way we were met by a female slave. She had a spirit that helped her tell people what was going to happen. She earned a lot of money for her owners by doing this. She followed Paul and the rest of us around. She shouted, these men serve the Most High God, they are telling you how to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally Paul became upset. Turning around he spoke to the spirit that was in her. In the name of Jesus Christ, he said, I command you to come out of her. At that very moment, the spirit left the woman. Her owners realised that their hope of making money was gone, so they grabbed Paul and Silas. They dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them to the judges. These men are Jews, her owners said. They are making trouble in our city. They are suggesting practices that are against Roman law. These are practices we can't accept or take part in. The crowd joined the attack against Paul and Silas. The judges ordered that Paul and Silas be stripped and beaten with rods. They were whipped without mercy. Then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put Paul and Silas deep inside the prison. He fastened their feet so they couldn't get away. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were also singing hymns to God. The other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a powerful earthquake. It shook the prison from top to bottom. All at once, the prison doors flew open. Everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up. He saw that the prison doors were open. He pulled out a sword and was going to kill himself. He thought the prisoners had escaped. Don't harm yourself, Paul shouted. We are all here. The jailer called out for some lights. He rushed in, shaking with fear, He fell down in front of Paul and Silas, then he brought them out. He asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, then you and everyone living in your house will be saved. They spoke the word of the Lord to him. They also spoke to all those others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took Paul and Silas and washed their wounds. Right away he and everyone who lived with him were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house. He set a meal in front of them. He and everyone who lived with him were filled with joy. They had become believers in God. Thanks, Johnny.
1: Okay, Dave, so yeah, this girl with the spirit, I mean, she was shouting good stuff, right? Well, yeah, she was
0: shouting stuff that was true, but just imagine you're trying to talk to people and trying to teach them about Jesus as well as just eating your meals and doing other stuff, and all the time, day after day, she's there close by yelling things about you.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that would get pretty annoying.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so Paul casts out that spirit, and, well, that's when the trouble begins.
1: Yeah, they flogged again, prison again. Gosh, it's like everywhere Paul went.
0: Yeah, Paul suffered for the sake of the gospel, but even though they were in jail, even though they had been flogged, they're still singing hymns, praising God for his goodness.
1: Yeah, but, Dave, quick question. When the jailer thought that everyone had escaped, how come he was going to kill himself?
0: Well, Marvin, the jailer was in charge of the prisoners, and if they had all escaped, well, then he would have been in huge trouble. In fact, he probably would have been killed by the authorities, and so he was thinking it was better just to do it quickly by himself.
1: Oh, okay. But, Dave, next question. Well, how come they didn't escape? I mean, if that was me and I was not in prison and there was an earthquake and the door flew open like that and my chains fell off, well, I'd be thinking, hey, thank you, Lord. He has rescued me and, well, out I'd go. Yeah, you know, I think I would too, Marvin. But I
0: think what happened was the Holy Spirit told Paul and Silas that this was not a rescue. At least, not a rescue for them. The earthquake and them choosing not to escape, well, that saved the jailer's life. But more importantly, God opened the jailer's eyes to the truth of the gospel. And that night, he was saved. He was the one who God was rescuing. Oh, yeah, I see. But boys and girls, it's an amazing scene. Paul and Silas, they've been beaten with rods. That hurt a lot. They've been thrown into prison, but they're not sitting in there feeling sorry for themselves. They're praising God for his goodness. I mean, wow. Now, it's easy to praise God whenever everything's great, when life is going well. Then it's easy to say, thank you, God, you are good. But how about when things go badly? When terrible things happen to us? Well, then it's not so easy. But here's the thing. It's the thing that Paul and Silas knew that no matter what happens to us, good or bad, God hasn't changed. Even on our worst days, God is still good. God is still loving. God is still in control. He's still the God who has saved us. And so, although it is harder to do when our cheeks are stained with tears and our hearts are filled with sadness, like Paul and Silas, we can still praise God for who he is, who he has always been, and who he will always be, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The God who saves.
1: Yeah, God is good, Dave.
0: All the time, Marvin. And all the time, God is good. Yep, that's it. So today, boys and girls, let's ask God to help us have faith like Paul and Silas. That even if we were flogged and thrown in prison, still we would praise our Lord and Saviour because he has been good to us.
1: Amen, Dave.
0: And well, that is it for week 50, Marvin. So let's say goodbye and we'll be back on Monday to begin week number 51.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, well, have a good weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Monday.
0: Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.